Hello from Ellensburg, Washington, USA. This is the Nick Zentner Geology Podcast, Episode 97, North Cascades Highway. Thank you for listening. Well, this is a geology podcast, right? We're not going to talk about building the highway or what kind of grades there are and uh, what kind of asphalt and bridges and everything else. Of course not. This is this is geology, and we will be talking about the bedrock geology that is available to you in North Cascades National Park as you drive Washington State Route 20 across North Cascades Highway. It's really the only main road in the park. Uh, maybe it's safe to say it is the main road in the park. And it's one of those highways that is kind of a throwback. They don't keep it open in the wintertime. So you have this window between Memorial Day and the first significant snow to get up there and see this stuff, and then it's all snowed in the rest of the winter. Similar for Chinook Pass, by the way, which is uh, near Mount Rainier. Those are state highways and not kept open year-round. <laughs> That's a weird way to start this one. I don't know what got me going on that, but... Anyway, yes, that's where we're headed. But I think I do have some preliminaries today, some some other things that uh, I'd like to share with you briefly, and then we'll get to the, the North Cascades discussion. It's late summer, it's mid-August, uh, and I have been uh, spending more and more time getting ready for the upcoming school year. So there's less video content uh, and obviously less audio uh, content as well uh, because I'm kind of back to focusing primarily on my day job. And this is a, an odd time, maybe a very memorable time involving our university and maybe most universities around the world. What will it be like uh, when all the students return? Will all the students return? And you're like, what, are you still talking about the pandemic thing? And I'm, I'm like, yes, I am. Uh, even last year, the school year of 2021-22 uh, was hybrid, virtual uh, in many cases. I find it interesting, I don't know about you, but I find it interesting that, you know, I just can't remember where we were a year ago or nine months ago with masks or with social distancing or all that stuff that we're all sick of thinking about and talking about. But, you know, I, I find it interesting that we just kind of, at least I, but I think most people just kind of mentally just forget, you know, like it's a pretty weird thing. It's a pretty extreme situation, but you just kind of, I don't know, kind of fix your brain and then you just move on and you, you barely remember it, I think. So I'm doing all my usual things in late summer, uh, reserving vans, uh, checking enrollments, working on course syllabi, changing lab manuals, printing lab manuals. Um, in the case of the YouTube channel, uh, I'm working with Nat the Wonder Boy, uh, who uh, is uh, the, my main tech guy on campus. Uh, we're exploring ways that I could potentially live stream geology lectures from guests when they come in. I'm in charge of the speaker series this year. Um, so anyway, there's, 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 that's my main focus, I guess, is what I want to say. 
I don't know if it's that interesting. Let's move on. I have gotten up into the mountains a fair amount. Uh, what was the last audio episode I did with you? Oh, yeah, Mount Stewart and friends. So I was reporting on learning what I could uh, on my own and then ultimately with Bob Miller on a hike up by the Windy Pass Thrust. That's probably what I was talking about last time in the radio episode. And it's, I don't know, what it, I didn't even look it up. It's been a couple weeks, I guess. Uh, there are a couple of new videos waiting for you if you have not seen them. One of them is the main focus of today, which is the North Cascades Highway. So that's coming. That's the main course coming in just a second. But I wanted to mention that my most recent video that I posted maybe four or five days ago was a Merle Beck interview. And you know that name by now, Merle Beck long-time Western Washington University geology professor who specialized in paleomagnetism. Uh, Merle is 89 and now living in a retirement community, but has been watching my stuff, videos, live streams, A to Z, and and the more recent videos. And so I, I felt like I wanted to drive back up there to Bellingham and do another interview. So you may recall that I did a, an interview with Merle two years ago. And possibly with these radio episodes, I grabbed the audio. Did I do that? Maybe I did that. I maybe grabbed the audio from that first Merle interview two years ago and just made it into a radio episode. I don't know. Maybe I should do that with this one, too. Uh, I liked how it turned out. Merle has slowed down a little bit since two years ago, but still very good on camera. And the difference really between the first Merle interview two years ago and this one that I did last week is that suddenly I know a bunch more stuff. And so it was more of a conversation where I, I had very specific questions about Baja BC and paleomagnetism and did the Mount Stewart Pluton get folded? And and towards the end, he was asking me questions about stuff that he had seen on the videos, and he's curious from his point of view. So um, not to overstate it, but I, I do feel good currently about how far I have gotten with this exotic terrain stuff. It feels good, and I, I guess I didn't, I didn't totally kind of lock into that until I was talking with Merle or until I was talking to with Bob Miller and Stacia Gordon. Maybe that's a more appropriate thing when I was with those two guys. Okay, we are to the, the topic today. So let me just finish that thought. So I spent, okay, finishing the thought is that I could essentially keep up with Bob Miller and Stacia Gordon as they were talking about all these gory details in the North Cascades, especially Bob Miller, who's been at it for 49 straight summers. Uh, Even a year ago, I don't think I would have been following most of what they were talking about. But I've been chipping away. And there's plenty that still confuses me and confuses them. But I'm, I'm grasping more and more and... It, it feels good. Okay, enough about me. So let's talk about the North Cascades Highway and essentially share some of the details of a two-hour video. I am not kidding you. 
I know I had two-hour live streams when I was doing stuff in my backyard and, and when I was doing the exotic terrain A to Z series, etc. I know I did two-hour shows there, but at least there was, you know, thank yous and hellos to people and, again, talking about the live programs and there was live question and answer and other things like that. So that, that makes sense. But I don't think I've ever done a two-hour video from the field that was pre-recorded. You know, those, those, those videos I, I edit down, usually. I edit down, and as, as the videos have gone on, I've, I've gotten rid of the superfluous stuff more and more. <laughs> I look back on field videos I did two years ago, and I didn't edit out me fumbling around with papers and everything else. And I guess the thought at the time was, well, I just want this to feel like you're out here with me if you're watching the videos, so you're going to see all the, you know fumbling or can't find my keys or whatever, but I think I've moved on from that. So my point is I had more than two hours of, of video with Bob Miller and Stacia Gordon a couple weeks ago in North Cascades National Park, and even editing it down, I ended up with a two-hour video. And it's been popular, I've noticed, uh, on, on YouTube, and I assume will continue to be. So it's unusually long, uh, but there's a lot of detail packed into that, and most of it is essentially in an interview with Bob Miller and Stacia Gordon. That's right, two-thirds of the Dream Team. And so I want to report a little bit on that video, but also the content of the video, but also, as, as is the case here with the radio episodes, provide a little context and, I guess, behind the scenes or whatever in case that appeals to you at all. So let's see how to do this. Uh, let me, I guess I'll describe the video first, at least to get started, and then we'll see how much uh, context I want to give you as well. No, I'll do it the opposite way. So I'm, I'm pretty confident the last time I recorded one of these, I was about to drive up to North Cascades. Yeah, I'm pretty sure of that. Maybe the next day or something I was heading up. So I had a, a loose plan. I didn't really know where we were camping. I knew that I would be camping on a, I think it was a Tuesday and a Wednesday night. No, a Wednesday night and a Thursday night. I had just come back from Wisconsin visiting my mother and uh, had, a, had a car and, and uh, up I went. The plan was to meet Bob Miller at the grocery store in Twisp, Washington, which I did at, at 3 o'clock on a Wednesday afternoon. And then uh, I followed, or basically Bob and I drove up and over North Cascades National Park on the North Cascades Highway, just kind of blew through, uh, driving west, and ended up at Colonial Creek Campground South. If you know the, the park, you know where that, that spot is. It's a popular campground. And that's where we met Stacia Gordon and her grad student, Alex. And those two had been up in the hills doing field geology with the Skagit Nice the previous, I don't know what it was, four or five days. So they had just emerged from hiking right at the campground there, and uh, we all got together and, and we camped that night. And I got caught up off camera on what was going on with Alex and Stacia and over beers, and uh, um, we had groceries, and <clears throat> so it was a pleasant night. And I had not seen Stacia since the previous summer, 
Uh, same with her grad student, Alex. And so it was just kind of fun to get caught up on what they have been doing with the project uh, since last summer. So reminders to new listeners, I guess, I am affiliated with these two, Bob Miller and Stacia Gordon, and the third member of the Dream Team, Mike Eddy, uh, was up in Alaska with his Ph.D. student Aaron Donaghy la- the pre- that week, and so he was not able to join us. But I'm associated with the three of those guys with this National Science Foundation grant that's multi-year, and uh, my job is to uh, share or communicate or to be a public face for that research. And I'm doing it, of course, in a very different way than most. Uh, in my case, I'm checking in with them every summer, making f- field videos. I'm also live streaming during the winters and getting these guys on camera when I'm talking about certain topics that are related to North Cascades. So it's far beyond what was originally imagined when I was asked to be the public outreach person for the grant. In fact, in the literature, Stacia was talking about this with me, kind of reminiscing, I guess. When they put the grant proposal in, Stacia was just visualizing, maybe all three of them were just visualizing an audio podcast where you would drive the North Cascades Highway and you would have a little audio episode to play if at a particular pullout where I was talking or Stacia was talking or whatever. That may end up being a thing, but, okay, I'm going to get myself into trouble here, but why not? So that first night at the campground, Colonial Creek South Campground, uh, Stacia and Bob are like, okay, well, what are we doing tomorrow? We've, we've, we've carved out tomorrow, Thursday, uh, Alex is going to go off and do something else. So it's just going to be the three of us, Stacia, Bob, and Nick. Uh, what are we going to do, Nick? And the first question was, are we really doing the original plan, which is making audio episodes? <laughs> and I'm, and I, And they said, well, Nick, what do you think? And I said, well, what did I say? I said, basically, yeah, we can do that. But I have a video camera, in other words, the iPhone, and I am in the habit of making videos. And I think that's my preference. I mean, we can do these stops. So I said, you know, how many stops do you want to do? Let's, okay, here's basically what I said after kind of, hearing their ideas. I said, well, let's do two things at the same time. You had this vision, talking to Stacia and Bob, you, uh, over a, a couple of uh, Irish deaths from Ellensburg. You had this idea of making stops along the North Cascades Highway. Let's do that. And it's up to you guys to decide how many stops you want to make. But I don't want to just record your audio. I want to record you with video. And we'll use my video style and my, you know, back and forth. And I'm going to interrupt you every once in a while and bring in my little simple-minded folksy uh, approach uh, to clarify or to get you off of something. I mean, to be totally honest, 
these goes these both of these guys have been teachers for a long time and quite often when I have a teacher it's too it's 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 um okay uh, new thought I have a lot of guests now whether they're in the live streams or whether I'm truly with them out in the field and there's a different yeah how do I say this without making yeah if it's a if it's a geologist who teaches regularly there's a certain vibe or a certain tone to them and that's good and bad and then just to finish my thought there's also research folks who don't have a lot of practice you know talking regularly about their work uh, in a public way and so that's good and bad so what's the good and bad about the research folks well, they're not practiced at, you know, distilling down their details to a general audience. And so depending on the person, it's sometimes, you know, it's more heavy lifting for me to kind of pull out some things that make sense while I'm talking to them. And sometimes they're research folks and they don't teach a whole lot and they're just not that used to like listening to what somebody's saying. In other words, they're not they're not interacting with humans that often. That, that's a little extreme, but I guess that's what I want to say. The good, of course, is they have incredible detail and they have, you know, decades of experience quite often. Okay, well, how about if it's a teacher like, like Stacia and Bob? They've both been teaching for a long time. And I'm not picking specifically on uh, Stacia and Bob now, but let me just say that if you got a teacher, they get into this lecture mode pretty quick. In other words, they get into these soliloquies where they've already done this. They've already, you know, I, I, I ask a question and then they kind of launch into a lecture. And that's good in a way because they're, they're already kind of practiced, you know, packaging what they do to, uh, to, to a group of students, let's say. But it can be bad because there's a rhythm there where they just go on and on and on. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not talking about anybody in particular, but th there's just that tendency. And so I find myself, you know, at, I'm, I'm, you know, focusing on the camera. I'm, you know, worried about the battery. Is the microphone still working? So one part of my brain is kind of doing that. The other part of my brain is listening as hard as I can so that I can interject. And we've all seen interviews where the person just cuts off the subject over and over and over again. I, I know you've noticed that, and it drives me crazy. I can't even watch an interview if the host, the interviewer, is continuing to butt in and you know, in mid-sentence almost. Like, we're not here to listen to you, buddy. We're listen to, here to listen to the person that you're interviewing. So I generally lay back. However, this is more than you wanted probably about <laughs> interviewing somebody, especially in the field. But I guess what I'm driving at is I, I do feel like stepping in on occasion is important because even if it's a dumb question, or even if it derails their thought as we're out there at a road outcrop at North Cascades Highway, I do feel like it kind of puts life into the person who's talking. If they're good, and both of these guys are definitely good, 
And if they have a sense that I'm not trying to, you know, derail them or, or make them look bad, or they, they trust me, in other words. Uh, I've noticed with some of these interviews that when I step in, it, it does kind of just stir the air just a little bit, and there's there's a little bit more life uh, that that comes with their answers. So it's, it's always a, a, a kind of a fine line for me personally. I definitely want to lay back. I definitely don't want to interrupt. I want to, you know, wait for basically a pause or a breath. Or it's, I can sometimes kind of see in their eyes that they're done with a thought. So I definitely don't want to be interrupting all the time, but I do feel like I have a role, and you can kind of see that on occasion in this North Cascades video. Hell, you got two hours to notice it. <laughs> Okay, so to finish the story, uh, at that campfire the first night, I said, "Yeah, we're gonna do how many how many how many uh, uh, sites do you want?" So they Stacia and Bob went back and forth. I don't know, half an hour maybe. Which sites do we want? Do you want? Should we do that? We could talk about that here. We could talk about that here. They ended up with six, six separate stops along North Cascades Highway. And the first stop, I'll just do it quick. The first stop was south of Marble Mount. I guess south of Marble Mount. I never did get my bearings there. But on the Cascade River Road, out of Marble Mount, on the extreme west side of the Crystalline Core, outside of the National Park, looking at some Nipequa schist. Uh, no, I guess it was Cascade River schist along the Cascade River, ironically. And the rocks were so grungy that we didn't even bother breaking them open. But Bob uh, was the lead person there talking about the trace of the Straight Creek Fault through the trees and then this Cascade River schist. But even at that first stop, he had his stuff he wanted to talk about with the Straight Creek Fault. And Stacia had a couple things to talk about with the Cascade River schist. But even there... I'm launching into like, what do you think? Is this intermontane or is this uh, insular? And what, what volcanic arc are we talking about? And if it was a different group, if it was a couple of geologists that I had not met before and they had not seen uh, what I've been doing the last couple of years, I think they would have been completely confused. Maybe even say, hey, turn the camera off. What are you doing? I'm just trying to lecture about this rock right here. But they do know me and they do have a sense of, of where I'm coming from. And especially Bob was up for just kind of rolling with whatever I was throwing at him. Not to be difficult, but I, again, I, I think it works if I can find the right moments to just basically say, hang on, I, hang on, Bob, I'm confused now. And I would, you know, I would include that in the, in the, in the video. I'm confused. Is this that? Or I thought something was this. I thought this was 96 million years old. You're saying it's 75? That doesn't make sense to me. So to me, that brings out the best in these geologists who have deep knowledge. Okay, I promised I was going to just go boom, 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 boom. I need six booms there. Boom, 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 boom. Right, six. So the first stop is there. The second stop is at the Gorge Falls Overlook. Now we're in North Cascades National Park. The third stop is at, oh boy. Oh boy. I guess Diablo Lake Overlook. The next stop is by John Henry Falls, whatever. Barely a pullout there. The next stop is Ross Lake Overlook. And the final stop is up at Washington Pass. Probably my favorite place. I don't know. It might be my favorite place in all of Washington. And I did a video there last 
fall for the first time last September. Okay, so uh, more on this. While we were filming, the whole assumption was they were going to be six separate videos. And again, I told those guys at the campground, let's just do, okay, so you settled on six? That's fine. We're going to do six separate videos. This is me talking to these guys. We're going to do six separate videos, and then I can easily grab just the audio from those six stops, and we can make your six podcast episodes, basically six audio episodes, if you like, if you, if you still want to do that. And, you know, this is still the first night, and Stacia's like, I don't know, I feel like we should be doing something for the National Park. Like, my whole thought is that we would collaborate with the National Park, and we would, you know, do some kind of podcast that would be then used by the Park Service. Okay, here's the most uh, inappropriate thing I'm going to say today. <laughs> I said to Stacia in particular, I understand what you're saying. I know that you want to cooperate and collaborate with, you know, big entities like National Park Service. Stacia, from my experience, nobody gives a damn. Nobody's able to take something unusual and use it with a large organization. Stacia, let me give me an example. Ten years ago, I was making roadside short videos uh, along Interstate 90 with Tom Foster. And we tried like hell with the Washington Department of Transportation to get our short videos into all the rest areas along Interstate 90. This is Tom and I 10 years ago talking to, to Department of Transportation. We're like, look, you got your TVs. You got, you know, lame stuff being played on the TVs. I'm sure we didn't say that. Here are some free videos that we have filmed right next to your area. Wouldn't that be an obvious thing to show? There's no, there, there's no contracts. There's no agreements. There's, we have made these videos. All you need to do is play them on your TVs, and they will be a huge hit. And you can loop in all sorts of stuff that you want to do with your organization. Oh, my God, that, that was impossible. And you talk to this manager and this mid-level manager and this other person. And then even if somebody at the lowest levels is excited, then their boss is confused and it just goes nowhere. So that's basically what I told Stacia. And I, I don't know completely how, she, or I don't know, I don't know how much she took that to heart, but. I basically said, yeah, that's still a possibility. If you have some close contacts with the North Cascades National Park or North Cascades Institute or whatever, by all means, this stuff can be used. But from my experience, I'm a lone wolf for a reason. I like operating solo because I don't have to be like convincing somebody else that what I have is valuable to them. Because it almost always ends up like, what? What is this? Oh, I don't think we can do that. No, that's never been done before. Bill, what do you think? Oh, I don't know, Charlie. Let me talk to my, my manager, my boss. Oh, come on. So will there be anything from this grant 
that I'm somehow packaging going directly to North Cascades National Park and they're using somehow. I doubt it because of what I just tried to describe. No, no diss on anybody in that organization. I just, I just feel like it's just too cumbersome and, and, and uh, okay, that's enough of that. So you're waiting for the geology, the details of the geology along North Cascades Highway. I'm not going to share them with you here. That video speaks for itself. So to finish my thought, instead of making the six separate videos, I just as I was kind of editing them down, and I did take quite a bit out, believe it or not, I started to realize these all work together. So I literally had, you know, recorded a video introduction at each of those six stops, assuming that they would be six separate videos on the channel. But I took those out, and I just put them all together in one thing. And one of the reasons was they kind of work together. So it's this this, this nice west-to-east transect, and um, it, it, it works together. Some of those conversations even just continued to the next stop. So I liked how they were all put together. And, you know, I put in chapter titles and things so people could, you know, skip ahead to the next chapter if they wanted to. But the other thing, what was I going to say? Yeah, the, uh, the other reason I decided to put them all together into one long video is that I have noticed, I, again, it doesn't really matter how many views I get, to be honest. It doesn't matter. I'm not making money. We, we've already talked about that a million times. It doesn't really matter. But in the few times that I have broken things into video part one and video part two, which I did with the Dream Team the previous summer, by the way, I thought those were two excellent videos, by the way. Dream Team 1 and Dream Team 2, where I'm camping at Foggy Dew Campground with, with all three of the Dream Team, there were uh, plenty more watches or views of the Part 1 than the Part 2, even though I thought Part 1 was excellent and Part 2 was excellent. So my guess is that if you break up uh, a, a long video into parts and then you post each of the parts, my gut feeling is people watch part one and they're like, yeah, that was all right. And then the next week you, you post part two and it's like, what? It's the same people. No, I'm not going to watch that. I've already, I've already met those people. I don't know. I may be wrong, but to me, it made more sense to put it all together in one big long video. Uh, after that was the full day, really enjoyed it. Learned a hell of a lot as I continue to prepare for this winter's Baja BC series. And yes, I tried to steer things occasionally towards Baja BC, again, because these guys know that that's where I'm headed this winter. Uh, we had, a, we, Stacia had been in the backcountry for a week, so she was looking forward to a hamburger. So we had a hamburger at, what is it called? Schoolhouse Brewery, maybe, in Winthrop. So sat out by the river there in the back patio. Beautiful night. Um, enjoyed a meal there, and then decided that we would head to Foggy Dew Campground yet again this year uh, to camp that second night. And then we parted ways. And I went home, and Bob and Stacia continued. And for the next week, they were up looking at Skagit Nice on the BC side of the border, which they discussed in the, in the live stream uh, episode in February where they were all on camera with me together. So, um, 
just a couple final thoughts at the 32-minute mark, and then we'll wrap this one up. I am spending a few days and nights with Daryl Cowan and Backcountry Gary next week. And I am sure that we will have different videos from that. I'm starting to think right now, will I do the same thing? Will I have another two-hour video where all this stuff with Gary and Daryl is packaged in one long video uh, from around Mount Baker and looking at exotic terrains? Yeah, probably. But looking forward to that and... Um, Otherwise, uh, it's mostly getting ready for the school year, which is totally separate from all this outreach stuff. But in a way, it feels nice to be back to all of the tasks that happen at the end of summer as I get ready to teach. And yes, I'm teaching Geology 101. And yes, I have, you know, whatever it is, 75 kids signed up. And uh, at least in my world, it feels like we'll be back to normal for real. Uh, but I'll be happy to share how real and how normal it does feel once the school, uh, school year begins. We are on the quarter system here at CWU, so our fall quarter does not begin until something like September 20th, which is always kind of odd. But personally, I really like it because my favorite time to be out in the hills is after Labor Day. When most of the crowds are gone and the weather is cooled off, it's triple digits again today, over 100 degrees Fahrenheit here in Ellensburg today. But uh, there may be more field videos coming uh, in September, I think is my point, because right now I'm getting things ready for the school year. The window is closing on you getting up to North Cascades Highway. You've got another month probably mid-August to mid-September, and then by mid-September, I suppose the snow will start flying. And I, I don't remember exactly when they typically close that highway, but it's coming. So especially if you see the video and want to stop at those six locations that the Dream Team was talking about, uh, please get up there. I'll finish with this thought. Unbelievably, I continue to get visits from people far away. A family from Ireland came in spring. A family from Germany came last week. A family from New Zealand. A family from Australia. And then, of course, families and other folks coming, uh, retired couples, whatever, coming from different parts of the U.S. and Canada. Coming here to see these places that they have been experiencing on the YouTube channel. I realize that I haven't been able to visit with all of you who have come. So if you've come into the area and you've dropped in at Vinman's Bakery and you maybe tried to drop in at uh, Discovery Hall to visit, I'm sorry if I wasn't there. But for some of you who especially came from you know, halfway around the world, I do feel obligated. <laughs> and so I have visited with, with, with those families who've come so far. So, wow, the power of this, of this YouTube channel is uh, occasionally it does catch me by surprise and recently has been the case with these international travelers. Thank you, dear listener, for checking in here. 
I love you, and we'll talk to you next time. Goodbye from Ellensburg, Washington, USA.